good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Arrest made in Phuket murder. Police have arrested a 27-year-old Thai man who has reportedly confessed to the murder of a Swiss tourist two days after her body was found at a local waterfall. The confession followed an intensive interrogation of the man who had gone to the site to collect wild orchids, Thai media reported. The body of the 57-year-old Swiss woman was found on Thursday near Ton Ao Yan waterfall in Tambon, Bichette of Muang district. She was lying face down in the water among the rocks. Her body was covered with a black sheet. Police identified the victim as Nicole Sauvin Weisskopf, the Deputy Protocol Chief of the Federal Assembly of Switzerland. She was visiting the island under the Phuket Sandbox program, which is allowing in vaccinated foreign tourists in an effort to help revive a sector decimated by COVID-19 pandemic. National Police Chief General Suat flew to Phuket on Friday with a team of top investigators to oversee the case, the first serious incident to be reported since the Sandbox program began on July 1. On Saturday, he told reporters the officer has some good news and that the case was all wrapped up. He's scheduled to hold a press conference at 10am Sunday to give more details. Given the intense pressure on police to solve the case, online sleuths have been weighing in with speculation that officers would look to grab a scapegoat quickly. Police Major General Nantadit, Deputy Chief of Provincial Police Region 8, said this was not the case as investigators had obtained firm evidence and the suspect had confessed. A police source, asking not to be named, said on Saturday that investigators had examined security camera video in areas near the waterfall. There were none at the actual site and taken some people in for questioning. One of them acted suspiciously and a check found some bruises on his body. After an intensive interrogation, the man confessed, according to the source. Police searched him and found an ID card that identified him as Tiriwat Hotip, 27 of Talang District in Phuket. The suspect, known locally as Bang Lee, told investigators he spotted a tourist when he went to the waterfall and saw the tourist. He reportedly claimed to have become aroused, but when he attempted to act on that impulse, the woman resisted. They fought and he pressed her head into the water until she died, and then he fled, according to the source. The bruises and wounds on his body occurred during the struggle, and from a fall onto some rocks at the waterfall added the source. Police on Friday released a timeline of the victim's activities since her arrival in Phuket, ending with her 18-minute walk alone from her hotel near Aonan Beach to the waterfall, about 1.4 kilometers on Tuesday. Police General Suat said earlier that surveillance camera footage showed the victim had gone alone to the crime scene, which was a tourist attraction, and there were traces in the body. He did not elaborate pending the release of the official autopsy report. So there you have it. The mystery has been solved by the boys in brown. Record timing just in time to get the Phuket Sandbox back on course because we wouldn't want any of that negative publicity. Now, originally today, um, reports were coming out it was a 33-year-old Burmese man who had actually murdered her. And that was uh, going around social media. And of course, it was getting a lot of laughter because everybody had predicted that it would be a Myanmar national that would be blamed for the murder because that's how they roll here in Thailand. However, not even the Thais believe that. 
that at this stage so they had to uh redo it and come up with a different guy so they went with one of their own from what i can see yes a thai national has been arrested for the murder of the swiss lady and again, uh, condolences to her family and her friends, of course. The police have outdone themselves on this one, I believe. Now, I rem- I think I discussed yesterday about how the police need to be diligent and do a proper professional investigation, you know. But as what I think most of us had thought would happen is they would find someone as quickly as possible. And Bob's your uncle. We've already got the case has been solved. It's all over. Phuket is safe again. Nothing to worry about. It's all over he confessed after some heavy interrogation i wonder did he have a lawyer present when all this was going on i severely doubt it and i wonder how much was actually recorded with all these mobile phones that they always have lying around whenever something happens i suppose there'll be no mobile phone footage of a video footage of the actual interrogation so we'll never really know what's gone on here I am still somewhat skeptical based on some of this information that they've thrown out there. It seems that all the forensics have been sent to Bangkok, but they have their own forensics that they know will, you know, somehow link this guy to the murder. Now, he could very well be the guy, and fair enough, but this is not how a professional investigation happens. The police chief saying, job done, it's all over, we got it done now. I mean, that's just nonsense at this stage. The world is watching, and from my point of view, this is just to please people as quickly as possible. Now, if you've read the stories over the last 24 hours, it's it's mainly been about the, the poor Swiss lady who died, but also how this is a bad image for Phuket, a bad image for the sandbox. It's going to affect the sandbox, and sure enough, today... It's all solved. And as I said, the Phuket sandbox can go back to normal. Nothing to worry about here anymore, guys. Nothing to worry about. It's all under control. Tomorrow is the press conference. I will be really interested to see what they actually say, whether or not it makes any sense. With everything here in Thailand, I just don't know if this is the guy. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. We can all flash back to the Koh Tao murders and how quickly they were solved. Fingers crossed it is the guy, but it's just been done so fast, and in my opinion, it's not. It hasn't been professionally handled. I mean, if it has been, these guys should get medals for their police work. But I don't know. I'd love to know, though, guys, what you think about this. Do you think this is just way too fast to have found someone for this murder? Do you think it's politically motivated? Do you think it's got something to do with, you know, the sandbox? Do you think it's got something to do with the image of Thailand? What exactly? Or do you think this guy is the guy who did it? Now. I'd love to know your opinion if you leave it down in the comment section and we can chat about it there. And next up, police crack down on protesters. Police fired tear gas, rubber bullets and water cannons on anti-government protesters on Saturday, the culmination of a running battle in which demonstrators were forced to change their destination three times. Redham demonstrators had arranged originally to meet at Democracy Monument at 2pm on Saturday with a plan to march to Grand Palace. Redham, which means restart democracy, has no official leaders but still has guards. Created by the Free Youth Group in February, it can consist of different pro-democracy groups that share common goals at any given time. The group on Saturday was looking to push three demands. General Priyat Chanacha must unconditionally resign as Prime Minister. The budgets for the palace and armed forces must be cut and allocated to COVID-19 relief efforts and the tycoon COVID-19 vaccine must be changed to the mRNA. I presume by 
tycoon, they mean Cinevac. A few hundred people arrived at Democracy Monument around noon. Police closed the area to traffic at 12.20pm and told them to disperse. In front of the Grand Palace nearby, the usual wall of containers was seen, fortified this time with decommissioned tanker cars obtained from the State Railway of Thailand. At 1pm, police started clearing the area. Rubber bullets were reportedly used and at least two people were arrested. The demonstrators were pushed back to the Panfa Bridge. Some threw firecrackers and fired catapults at the police. Free Youth then posted on Facebook that the destination was being changed to Government House. As container walls were also set up there, a loudspeaker truck announced another change of destination to Victory Monument, with a planned march to the 11th Infantry Regiment, where Prime Minister Pryat resides. As the demonstrators arrived at Victoria Monument and were heading for Vipavi Road, which leads to the army base, police blocked traffic using stacked containers and barbed wire, with crowd control police lining up behind the barriers. Police told them to go back to Victory Monument. As some of the protesters tried to remove the containers, several tear gas canisters were fired at them at Ding Deng intersection at 3.30pm. Police said they would use rubber bullets if the protesters still tried to move forward. At 5.30pm, police pushed them further back to Victoria Monument using water cannon. Video taken at the scene also shows tear gas and muzzle flashes, possibly from firing of rubber bullets, being used by officers positioned on the skywalk overlooking the roundabout. Free Ute called off the rally around 5.30pm, but specific clashes were continuing in the evening between small groups of protesters and police. The Victory Monument BTS station was temporarily closed as the police operation continued. So that's all in Bangkok over the last couple of hours. Complete mayhem and chaos. The police seemed like they were definitely ready for these guys this time. I somewhat agree with their demands and I definitely think the Prime Minister should resign and I think money should be go towards you know, the COVID-19 relief, which is where it needs to be right now. I saw the Air Force were buying 19 South Korean airplanes a few weeks ago. So, I mean, does all this stuff have to be spent on an army that does very little? I don't know. And definitely, yes, the vaccines need to be looked at. Less of Sinovac and more in high-end, proper mRNA vaccines, which have been proven to work and proven to combat the Delta variant. Now, this is what they're looking for. Of course, we all know probably won't get any of it, but they can they will keep trying and you know I just don't think the violence part is needed either by them or by the police. I read today that two photojournalists have filed charges against the police for using rubber bullets uh, in last week's demonstrations in Bangkok. So they've, uh, they're have they suing the police force now. Obviously, they thought it was heavy-handed last week. But I think today the police were really ready. If you had seen pictures on Facebook or you know in and around on Twitter, you could see that the police were very much ready and had all these areas blocked off by but we'll see what comes from this again. Now our next story, internet freedom declines further in Thailand. Thailand has moved into the third lowest tier in the world for internet freedom, down two steps from the year before, according to Comparitech, a website that focuses on improving cybersecurity and privacy online. Internet freedoms in Thailand are 73% restricted, it said, placing the country among a small group, along with Belarus, Qatar, Syria, Turkmenistan and the United Arab Emirates. Assigned a score out of 8 out of 11, which 11 being North Korea and China, full details can be seen on their interactive Mac published on the Comparitech website. 
Thailand's score declined significantly from 6 out of 10 in 2020, mainly because of increased censorship of adult websites including Pornhub, one of the 20 most visited sites in the country, Comparitech said. Researchers carried out a country-by-country comparison to see which countries imposed the harshest internet restrictions and where citizens can enjoy the most online freedom. It looked at restrictions or bans for torrenting, pornography, social media, virtual private networks and messaging VOIP apps and restrictions or heavy censorship of political material. The worst countries for internet censorship were North Korea and China at 11 out of 11, while Iran scored 10. No country scored 9, but 6 countries including Thailand scored 8. All of these countries in the 8 tier ban pornography, have heavily censored political media, restrict social media, bans have also been seen in Turkmenistan, and restrict the use of VPNs, said Comparitech. Thailand saw the biggest increase in censorship, including the introduction of an online porn ban, which saw 190 adult websites being taken down. Thailand was also one of the three countries that appeared to have increased censorship from 2020, along with Guinea and Greece. Now, I don't think there's any surprise with this survey at all. I think anybody who lives in Thailand knows that a lot of websites are restricted, whether they're pornography or whether they're critical of, let's say, maybe the monarchy in Thailand or political issues here. If it's from outside of Thailand and it's deemed to be offensive, they block it. And you'll always see the little sign that pops up on the website. Now, of course, the way to get around all this is just to have a VPN. And you will never have to worry about that again, uh, which I do. And a lot of my friends as well do. It's just kind of become a way of life now, you know, in the 21st century. And especially if you live in, you know, Southeast Asian countries and other places like this. I guess what I'm saying is we need to always protect ourselves online. And a good VPN can help that. So I asked the question, do people use VPNs? And if you do, what is your VPN of choice? Would love to know about it down in the comments section. Food supply reduced amid COVID spread at processing plants. Food supplies at markets and supermarkets are reducing amid partial closures and subsequent reduced production capacity at almost 100 food processing plants nationwide, following the spread of COVID-19 among their workers. Some items have reportedly run out, with certain shops and stalls forced to close. At a fresh market in Bangkok's Miniburi district, many fewer stalls were all open than normal. For those which did open, for example, a fresh chicken stall, supply was reduced to the point where it was not enough for its usual customers. Prices have increased by 5 to 7 baht, especially now when the chicken meat is lacking. The suppliers barely deliver because they don't have any. At first it was the lack of supply, but now they're scared of the infections, Saliwat Kepakaset told the Thai PBS. I ordered a lot of things, but the suppliers don't have anything to deliver. I ordered 20 and I received only 5. Normally they would deliver every day. Now they deliver once every 2 days with very little supply, said another vendor. For regular shoppers, the nearly empty shelves have also become a problem. When I go to 7-Eleven nearby or malls, they don't have the things I want to buy. For example, they don't have tomato sauce. The amount of pork and other meats remaining is little. Before, I bought a lot. Right now, the choices are very limited, said Parani Bramrunak, a Bangkok resident visiting a mall. At a mall in Bangkok's Sai Mai district, many shelves are empty, lacking items such as instant noodles, canned fish, snacks, bok milk and meat. At a convenience store in Ban Ken district, sausages and other ready-made foods, including sweets, are at a low volume as well. In a Thai PBS interview with Sam Chai, president of the Thai Wholesale and Retail Trade Association, it was revealed that the production capacity at some food processing plants has reduced by 20 to 30 percent and that demand has surged recently amid the current partial lockdown measures while the production is not yet back to normal. 
Meanwhile, president of the Thai Food Processors Association said food processing plants are using the bubble and seal approach in which infected workers were separated and that active screening is conducted regularly to allow production to continue and to avoid complete closure, which would certainly affect the supply chain even more. Now, I have heard about this and I have seen people on social media complaining about the lack of food in supermarkets and in markets. Now, if you're in Phuket, half the markets are closed because of COVID and around the country I think a lot is the same. Now these big processing plants that you know produce chicken and other meats they're being closed down or being partially closed down because of COVID infections within their workforce so this is leading to a decline in food production which could become a big problem if COVID continues the way it is. Now I haven't brought you the daily numbers for today But just to give you an idea, the COVID-19 situation continued to deteriorate with a record 212 deaths and 21,838 cases reported over the last 24 hours, according to the public ministry. Of the new cases, 20,915 were among the general population and 923 were inmates. Over the past 24 hours, 21,100 patients were discharged from hospitals. Now, what's missing from that figure is a 6,000 figure. Now, when they test with rapid antigen tests, and that is the government, and if you test positive, you are not considered positive in the daily numbers. So there is a figure of about 6,000 that need to be retested with PCR tests. And if they turn out to be all positive, they will be added to the daily total. So really today, we could have close to 27 to 28,000 COVID cases if those rapid antigen positive test results were used. It's not getting better here. The numbers are going up, up and up. And, you know, with these restrictions that are in place, I think the hope would have been that the numbers would be coming down by now. But they're not because the restrictions are not being adhered to by the general public and they're not being enforced by the government. And this is what will happen if something isn't done. And hopefully more vaccines are rolled out to get out of this. It's just going to continue to rise, rise and rise. They've so far vaccinated about 18 to 19 million people. That's first doses. A lot of it's Sinovac. Next is AstraZeneca, followed by Sinovarm and a couple of hundred thousand doses of Pfizer, which has been given to medical workers and some expats during the rollout this month. And that's really it. So things do need to improve. My fingers are crossed for Thailand because, you know, the people of Thailand deserve to make a living and they deserve for things to be better. So let's hope things do for them. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to leave us a five star rating. We are available on YouTube Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you tomorrow.